in this episode, we're going to have a look at Stimulus.js. It is a modest JavaScript framework for the HTML that you already have. And recently, they just released version 2. And for the most part, everything that worked in the previous version also works in the new version. And in addition, they've also added a few new features around values and CSS classes. There's also now support to pass in options for the DOM listener event, and some bug fixes, and also just some general improvements to make it a bit more consistent. And in this episode, I will be focusing on the changes and the new features of Stimulus 2.0, but I'm also going to set it up from scratch on a new Rails application, so we can kind of see the whole process from start to finish. And so I have a few different examples here that we can have a look at, and this can just give you some high-level overview of what Stimulus does. So there is a state management, so once we click the button, it's going to change the above text to 5, and each additional click, it'll just increment by 1. There's also a change with the text input. So before it was change, which meant that you had to bring your focus out of the text box, and now it's looking at the event input. So as we start typing, we get immediate response if we target this h1 tag below it. We also get CSS events, where we can just reference an attribute, so as we click this button, it just toggles the CSS class on it. And then we get some options for our DOM event listener, where we can click this button several times. However, we now have the option for a click once, which we can click it once, but then it won't do it multiple times. Even if we toggle this back, it won't toggle the style. So starting with a fresh Rails 6 application with Webpacker, the easiest way to get going with Stimulus is Rails, Webpacker, Install, Stimulus. And as you can see at the top, it creates a controller folder with a hello controller just as an example, and then an index.js. It also appended to our JavaScript packs application.js, which is essentially just importing in the controller folder which would then look at the index.js. The index.js file will be responsible for initializing the stimulus library and loading in all of the controllers. And essentially, the file name for the stimulus controller, the name of the controller would be hello in this example, followed by an underscore controller.js. And as you can see, without doing anything else, we are on stimulus 2.0. If you're coming from a previous version, and if you're wanting to upgrade, your package.json file may look like this with a stimulus caret 1.1.1. And all you would have to do is to change this to 2.0.0. And then in your terminal, run yarn install. And that would get you up to date with the latest version of stimulus. And so within the hello controller, we're importing in controller from the stimulus library. And then we're creating an extended class with the guts of our controller. So when we see a static targets, this essentially is saying that you want to target a specific element within your view. And so in our view, we'll have an element, in this case a div, with a data dash controller, and then we reference the name of our controller. Within this element, so anything inside of it, we can target specific elements. So this h1 heading, we add a data dash target, and that's equal to the hello.output. So this output that we reference in the static targets 
We can then target it with a this dot output target, and then we can do anything we want with this element. We can change the text content to hello stimulus. So in my view, I'll just go ahead and paste this in, clean it up. We'll start the Rails application, and we'll just see this working. And so I have my Ruby on Rails application loaded up on the left side, and on the right side, I'm going to type in bin forward slash webpack, and I'll run the bin webpack dev server. And essentially what this will do is as we make changes to our JavaScript, it's going to recompile automatically. And so if we visit our application on our localhost port 3000, we see the hello stimulus that was injected in to our output target. And so just to show the webpack dev server again, if I make a change and if I save it here, it automatically reloads on the browser. And so especially when we're working within the JavaScript under our packs, having that Webpack dev server up and running really speeds up the process. That way you're not waiting for the Webpacker to compile the assets. And so from the example of our hello controller, we have the data dash target. So one of the new changes is we have a data dash hello dash target. So we're putting the name of the controller in our data attributes name. And then we can say output for the output of our controller. And if we come back and refresh, it still works. So both of these are valid syntax for stimulus 2.0. However, this previous method of just having the data dash target and then the hello.output or your target name is deprecated now and it could be removed from a future release. And updating an existing application shouldn't be too hard to make that change. And so now let's go ahead and look at one of the new features of stimulus, and that is the values. So we can have a data and hello. We can then give this some kind of name. I'm just going to call this number dash value, and we can set it to a value, and I'll just set it to four. And so this data attribute is going to reference the hello controller. It's going to have a number value, and it's going to have a value called number. So in the stimulus controller, we have a static values is equal to, and then we need to pass in a hash. We'll have number, and then we'll have the class that this will be. In this case, it is a number. Instead of saying hello stimulus, we could change this to this dot number, and then value, value being capitalized. Coming back to our application, we now have number four in as our text. So now let's interact with this output target. We can create a button, and whenever this button is clicked, we want to perform some kind of action. So we can create a data-action, and to reference the action, we still have to pass in our stimulus controller name, followed by a pound or a hashtag, and then we can give it some kind of function name. I'm just going to call this clicked. We then give a name for this button. We'll just call it click me, and then we'll close it out. So this clicked function is going to be on our hello controller. So back in our hello controller, we can create a function, which is as simple as just calling the function name with parentheses. We can pass in any kind of value there that we needed to. And so when they click on this button, let's just take this dot number value and we'll increment it by one, which the plus plus is the same thing as just doing this number value is equal to this number value plus one. And so we can come back, refresh our page, 
and we click it, but we don't see anything happening. However, if you inspect the elements here, you now see that the number value is nine. And so with these static values that was introduced in Stimulus 2.0, there's also a callback that we get. We can take our number value, and then we can put changed at the end here, and this essentially will act as a callback. Whenever the number value changes, this function would get executed. So in this case, when we increment the number value, we are changing the value of our number. And so I could just take this from the top and then just put it down here. So whenever we click the button, it'll increment the number value because the number value was incremented. The number value change function would execute and it would then update our DOM. And this doesn't have to be a callback that just gets called automatically. Instead of duplicating our code in the connect function, we could just call this dot number value changed. So the first time we go to the page, it would then show the value of our number. So back in the application, if we refresh, we have our number four, and then we can click me, and it increments. And so now let's create another stimulus controller. I just start out with a div with a data dash controller, and we'll just call this the text dash input. We'll create an input with a type of text, and then we want to have a data dash action. So whenever this text input is changing, we can call a function on our text dash input, and we'll just call the function changed. Again, this could be whatever name of the function you want to give it. And just so we can reference to this target, we have a data dash text dash input dash target, and we'll just give it the name input. I'm just going to copy our output target from the top, and we'll just change the name from the data hello target to the data text input target. And so one of the changes on the text, and this would include text area, is before it would trigger the function on a change event. And so that's when you're typing inside the text box, and then you leave focus, then it's considered change and the event would be fired. With Stimulus 2.0, it's now input, so as you press a key, it's going to fire this function. So it's important that if you are doing any kind of action on your input on an older version of Stimulus, that you come in here and you test it out to make sure that the functionality is still the desired functionality. Otherwise, you might need to put a change before your controller name. But I'll just leave it as the new default for now. I'll create a new file under the JavaScript controllers, and it'll be called text underscore input underscore controller dot JS. I can insert in the boilerplate code for a stimulus controller, which when this controller gets loaded into the DOM, I'm not going to have it do anything. So I really don't need this connect function. However, I do need the changed function and also need an input target as well as an output target. So I can say this.outputTarget.textContent is equal to this.inputTarget.value. If I save this, come back to our browser, I can then start typing in and then it shows up immediately. I'll just copy down this controller again and I'm just going to give this a name, a styling. And so with this new release, we have the ability to apply styling. And so we follow the same format with data dash, our controller name, and then we can give this some kind of name. 
In this case, I'm just going to call this primary, and this is referencing to our class. I can then reference one of the CSS classes that I want to apply. In this case, button-primary, and then I can create a button. We'll have a default class of just button. We can create this as a target, so we'll have a data styling target, and I'll just call this button. And when we click on this button, we'll call a data action styling, and then again, a hashtag, and then the name of our function. And I'll just create a function called clicked. We can give the button a name. We'll just call it click me, and then we'll close out the element. And so this button has a default class. We're making it a target, and then we're also tying it to a function whenever the button is clicked. And so we'll create a stimulus controller called styling underscore controller.js in our JavaScript controllers folder. And with the boilerplate code in here, we can create our static targets. And for this one, we just have one, it's a button. We then have our static and then classes. And so the classes that we're going to list, in this case is just called primary because we have the data styling. Again, styling is the name of our controller and this is the name of our class. And its value is the button primary. So when we first connect, I'm going to take this dot button target, which will target our button. We can get a class list. We can add this dot primary class. And do take note that our targets is called button and that does reference up to our static target. And we are camel casing this. And so the T in target will be capitalized and it follows suit with the primary class where primary is the name of our class, and we have class at the end, the C being capitalized. And so when this button first gets loaded on the screen, we're going to add the primary class. Remember, we have a click event, which we'll call the clicked function, and we can take our button target, our class list, and we can toggle this dot primary class. And to see what this looks like, back in our view, when we first load, you can see that our button has been given the button primary. If we click on it, it removes it, and we can just keep clicking to toggle the class. And I'll link to this page in the show notes, but another addition in Stimulus 2.0 is the DOM event listener options. And specifically, that's around the passive events or the once events or capture. And this page pretty much lays it out along with a demo video of what it looked like before and after. And this feature has been around for quite some time. And a lot of the passive use case has to do with the mobile experience and scrolling. And so I'm just going to copy down the stimulus controller again. And I'm pretty much going to leave it exactly the same, except I'm going to add another button. So I have a button with a data dash action. It's again going to be on our styling. And when this is clicked, we want it to call the function clicked, except now I'm going to add a colon at the end of our function name and just put once. We can then give it a name. I'll just call it click once and we'll close out the button. And so now coming back to our view, I can click on this many times to toggle it, but this click once, I can click on it as many times as I want, but it'll only change it one time. And so be sure to come and look at the documentation because there are some additional options that you can add. 
and they've done a really good job of laying out all of the new features in a very explainable way. It's one thing that I love about the Stimulus.js documentation is that it is so easy to read and follow through. I think that they have just hands down done a superb job at it. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.